Welcome to the SpeechWorks podcast, Conversations About Communication. I'm Joey Asher, president of SpeechWorks. So here's the situation. You have to make a conference call to your team. You have to brief them on the big project. And even though it's a conference call, you want to come across just like you're there in the room, just like it's a live meeting. Well, that's the topic for this podcast. How can you excel in conference calls? And I have with me today an expert whose job it is to communicate to literally thousands of people who can't see her, just like a gigantic conference call. She is radio journalist and SpeechWorks coach, Carmen Burns. Welcome, Carmen. Well, thank you, Joey. I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you here. Carmen is one of our most popular coaches. All of our coaches are popular, but Carmen is particularly popular. Carmen is, in addition to being a SpeechWorks coach, she is a longtime radio and television broadcaster. She has been, uh, she, her first gig was on V103, am I right? That's uh, right. WVEE, mm-hmm. uh, am I right? Did I get that right? V, yes. V103, she, you can currently hear her on 790 The Zone during, uh, new, doing the business news. She does NPR. She is a CNN. She used to do Peachtree Morning. And so we thought she would be a great person to talk to about how to communicate effectively on conference calls because conference calls are a lot like doing things over the radio. So with that in mind, my first question to you, Carmen, is how do you communicate effectively when people can't see you? Well, there are several ways, but the main thing is you have to have energy. You have to crank it up because a microphone... And a telephone can really suck the life and the energy out of your voice. And when you say it sucks the energy out of you, meaning that you're actually talking about the the technology itself has sort of a a draining, uh, has sort of a draining effect on the sound as people hear it. Is that right? Absolutely. By the time it leaves your lips and reaches their ears, it has lost something in the transmission. And so that's why you really have to pump it up. Smile, use lots of energy. So tell me, how did you first learn about this? Well, when I started at V103, the program director said, you're not going to learn on my air. So what I want you to do is get a tape recorder, go home, and practice, and listen back to how you sound. Talk on the telephone, do anything like that, and then listen to yourself. And what I found is that it did die. My voice died. If I didn't use energy, if I didn't push it, if I didn't stress words, it just went away. So that's when he was said, okay, you can come back now and try it again. And it worked beautifully. Now, those of you can't see this because you're listening on a podcast, but as Carmen is speaking, she is literally gesturing wildly. I'm like having to keep my, ha- my head out of the way because she is using her arms to sort of pump up her voice. And that's actually something that I think that you would say people should think about doing. Is that right? Absolutely. Use your gestures to energize your voice. It really helps you push a word or a phrase and smile. People can't see you, but they can tell when you have delight in your voice or when you are happy to be on the phone with them or it just really makes a big difference in your energy. People can actually hear your smile is what you're saying. Yes, they can. So now let's talk. So we've talked about we've talked about how you sound in terms of sort of the energy in your voice. But there's another problem on conference calls, which is has to do with content. You know, when you're listening on a conference call, 
you don't have the benefit of providing people handouts or PowerPoint. Yes, you can email them, but most of the time, at least a lot of these conference calls, people are just tuning in and they're just listening. From a content perspective, how can you make sure you're most effective when it comes to conference calls? Well, you really need to think about keeping it simple. In news, we use very short and brief sentences, and we also use a lot of analogies and stories when we're talking to people because they can't see you. They can't see your PowerPoint. But you can bring it to life with a story or an analogy a lot of times, especially when you're talking about the economy. What about now when you say the economy? I often hear you. I listen to a lot of sports radio, so I hear you every day on seven uh, ninety The Zone. That's right. And you're often using sports analogies to relate to the business uh, world. Why don't you? Could you give an example of that? Well, for example, the stock market to me is like baseball. You have to make adjustments, and that's exactly what the stock market is doing a lot of times. When you're a hitter, you make an adjustment to the pitcher. And so the stock market is oftentimes making adjustments to the economy. What about telling stories? Stories are so important because they really bring your point to life. As an example, I often talk about, maybe on the jazz station, we'll talk about my own personal experiences with maybe uh, my budgeting. And people can relate to that. A lot of times I've heard people tell me, oh, I listen to you on the radio and I loved hearing what you have to say about how you're dealing with things in your life because it compares to what I'm doing. So it keeps people listening. As a matter of fact, our, our, our uh, show in the afternoons has come out number one. So I'm real pleased about that. That's great. And, you know, the thing about stories, of course, is that it also paints a picture for the listeners, which is obviously very important when they can't see you in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. They, people relate to that. They relate to stories. They relate to things that, that they can't see. And then it perks up their ears. It makes them listen even more. What about at the end of a conference call? You've just had spent a lot of time. You've gone back and forth with people. There's been a lot of discussion. But you want to end it. You want to make sure the thing ends in some sort of way that feels good, feels complete at the end. Do you have any suggestions in that regard? I definitely think that you need to summarize, recap, and tell them because by the time you finish with your conference call, they may have forgotten exactly what it was that you were trying, the points that you were trying to make. So again, recap and summarize what you were talking about. So really make sure at the end to make it very clear, these are the core messages that we're trying to talk about during this conference call. These are the key takeaways, and, and maybe these are the key action items for everybody going forward. Something to that effect? Definitely. Well, with that in mind, let's think about what our key action items are right here. Number one, when it comes to making yourself come across well, it's important to sort of pump up the energy, use gestures, smile as you speak. So that's number one. Number two, keep it simple from a content perspective. Keep it simple. Tell some stories. Use some analogies to sort of make people be able to sort of visualize because they can't see you and they don't necessarily have handouts. And then finally at the end, it's important to summarize what you're going to say to sort of give people a real key takeaways. So with that in mind, we're going to sign off. That was our summary. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, every, everybody, for listening. This is the SpeechWorks podcast. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.